0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: But before we go left, do you have tattoos left i do i have three how many do you have left
2: i got a full sleeve and a side piece on my ribs on my
1: left side see i am jealous because i've always wanted a sleeve and the only reason i didn't get a sleeve is because of my position in ministry.
2: now okay now how do you feel about it now because i feel like that was a thought maybe what 10 years ago 15 years ago um I've always... now I know you see media guys are all type of
1: looks, you know. Oh, absolutely. You're talking about from like a ministry standpoint? Absolutely. I know plenty of guys that have sleeves, and you know, my brother's a praise and worship leader and he has a double sleeve. So for me, I just always took it into consideration. I've always been a proponent of you know artwork that has meaning. That's right. Right? So my entire back, my entire back is a cross with angel wings that represents my call and certain things that are like really important to me. That's my back. Um my arm, my left arm is my wife's name. And then over my heart, did you
2: do you know, the I, did you do the matching? tattoos or you just got that oh you
1: know no we we went and got it together we went and got it together we got married in april and then that summer we went and got two different fonts my font is different than hers but i have her name on my left arm and she has my name on her left arm yeah that's real and and my third one i got was right after my daughter was born yep uh the footprint that they take in the hospital i got that footprint over my heart so I've always been a proponent, like, yo, know, if you're going to get a tattoo, it has to be meaningful. It has to be meaningful. Now, others just get it for artistic expression, and that's fine as well. You know, I'm not saying that's the way it has to be. I'm just all about it.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
2: yeah i think that's a you know the main oh, thing man. of reason why i like tattoos as well is because of that yeah because of the fact that they got some meaning great storytelling great expression of art and it's <laughs> funny how
1: wait a minute coach this is so true and i've known since i was 13 that i had a call my brother has always my youngest brother is a worship leader and it's a five-year difference between us my little brother got an earring when he was 14 left on his own he just went to i don't know how he went to the mall and got his ear pierced at 14. he got a tattoo when he was 16 left 16. you know what the tattoo was left this dude went and got the Playboy bunny on his left arm, though. Oh, Jesus. My parents lost it, dude. Yeah, because for parents, what? My like parents lost it. On the, like, big or little what? It was, you know, the little Playboy bunny. You know, he got the tattoo. So my dad made him get something else. He didn't tell him he couldn't have a tattoo. But he was like, yo, you got to get something else. So, yeah. you know, his boy did a nice- That just can't be
2: pieces. singularly hanging on your body. You right,
1: know. right. So he got him a nice little piece to cover that up. And then he put his nickname, which is J-Rock. That's what we call him, over the top of the art. So, yes, Coach Vic, I agree. Worship leaders always get away with more. I agree. Wholeheartedly, man. Heartily, Lucky Lucky Podcast. That's funny. That's absolutely funny. Man, it's a debate. What's the debate going on about people that play? I see it's pretty hot in the chat, man. How do you feel, left? My my thing is, how do you feel about um, tattoos and getting them done as far as sports teams?
2: Like, uh, like people tatting sport teams on them?
1: Yeah, like how how loyal are you to your sports team as a fan? That's yeah, so fickle,
2: man. I think it's got it's. If you are gonna do it, you gotta have one of them double, triple entendres where it means five different things. Because if you just getting the logo now, and you don't own no part of the team, you ain't no season, lifetime ticket holder. Mm. Your cousin, your grandpa, your brother ain't played. Your dad ain't played if you don't even live in the same area code as the team. Right. You
1: you, you looked at real different. So, now, you some now, guys... Would you get an ND tatted on you at some point?
2: Man, listen. I think... <laughs> <laughs> some guys do. Mm-hmm. And I think that ND is a tatting. ND they probably gonna charge you twenty (laughs) three percent for licensing fees, but I think that it's it's cool, man, because it shows what really means to some people. I mean, Notre Dame does a really good job of recruiting people that seem to put an ND tat on them. I know many teammates that have really. Oh, this oh
1: is, yeah! This is oh, new yeah. information. I don't even know Notre oh, Dame yeah. fans would love to know. Like, what percentage would you put on Notre Dame players that actually get the NB or something connected? To it's Notre now, Dame? now it's
2: it's more niche. I'd say a five percent, you know, because okay. you got to think not everybody got tattoos, but other guys you you come across, especially guys that uh, <laughs> I know this is messed up to say, guys that probably wouldn't have expected to be at Notre Dame. Some of them mm-hmm. gotten tatted like, man, I if I had made it here, type of thing. And, you know, it's a, it's a step in life. I think it shows an accomplishment, a progress, a journey that you made through. And Notre Dame means a lot to certain people in that regard. So it is it is funny. I have seen some guys from nothing to Notre Dame tatted
1: on them for sure. Wow. Wow. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I would have never known if that was the case. Here it is left, so check this out. Here it yep, is. Just check this out. I'm speechless, bro. I, I got that's right that's right cry cry went ahead and got a bills logo with the super bowl logo for this year tattooed on his arm cry harder and pat mahomes sent him home but but what was he expecting Pat Mahomes still in the league <laughs> pat mahomes is still playing football see that's what i'm saying you gotta be careful man you got to be careful, bro. Now, yeah, he don't everybody know. Oh. everybody cannot be this, this, the 85 Bears yeah. actually recording the Super Bowl shuffle in the middle of the season. You can't do that. <laughs> everybody can't do that. Everybody can't do you that. You said they recorded in the middle of the season. They recorded the Super Bowl shuffle in the middle of the season, left. That's a fact. Everybody can't be the 85 Bears. Everybody can't be Patrick Mahomes and book the Airbnb yeah. next it, to the build stadium. Building a house next to the stadium, and a there. summer
2: in advance. <laughs> right. Dream house right next to the, to the Super Bowl every year. Just He <laughs> said, y'all done moved in. The family done been there. We done had holidays there already.
1: Clark Hunt on the phone like, hey, Pat. Yeah, man, we can't do the Tyreek deal, dog. We're going to have to let him walk. You cool with that? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. We just we just don't want to give him that much money up front. Can you make it happen? Yes, sir. I can make it happen. Hey, Hey, honey. They just let Tyreek go to Miami. Book that Airbnb. We are going to the Super Bowl. Everybody can't be Pat Mahomes. Everybody can't be Pat Mahomes. You can't. Hey,
2: they just let go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just book it. Yeah. Go ahead. Put the money in. Get the one with the nice window front where we can we can bike to the stadium. <laughs> they, they everything's open because it, it's early in the year. Right, it's early in the year. We got ain't nobody booking stuff.
1: Then ultimate flex, ultimate my flex. man, and his boys are bogus. But his boys probably told him like, "Hey, man, let us get through this Cat Mahomes game first. Like, at least let us get through the Chiefs. He ain't had no real friends, but He ain't had no real football
2: friends that were unbiased. He must have had
1: all... He was in the Buffalo cult.
2: Is there anybody...
1: Congregation. Is there there anyone that got an indie tattoo that you said, are you sure, man?
2: Rico Flores.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow.
2: So, like, what, like... It don't make no sense, man. It don't make no sense. I even <laughs> think Devontae Neal got an indie tech. So
1: You said Devontae Neal got one? Yeah. Really? Like so a small one. Devontae, yeah. He played well halfback, full back for a while.
2: Yeah. So it's just like, come on, guys. He just. That's why you can't. You can't, in my opinion, get a tattoo off the moment of something that you go through. You know what I mean?
1: Man. I, man, lucky lucky podcast, man. That's crazy. I just can never do it. I know that for sure. Not no school, man. No, I could never do that. Because
2: what if the school got some crazy allegations? Like, oh, they got bodies under the under the canvas or something. You gonna be rapping that? You don't know, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what now it makes sense when is he a kid because people told me i was crazy when i got my wife man people go because people first of all and i'm like people love, people man. love to be negative on people's relationships Sacks. that's Sacks. just you know they don't be hating regardless but and then it's like everybody loves to be that hindsight i told you so type of person anyway oh i told you going but you know you you're not going to touch a significant other if you if you don't mean it, you know, even if you meant it in the moment, it's got to, for it to be on your body, I know you probably had to think long and hard, like, yeah, this is real, you know, playing around. And only you would know. So it ain't, it don't yeah. really matter, I
1: guess. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I didn't really care. And it wasn't even a thought. Like, all of my tattoos have been spontaneous left. Like, literally, I was at the crib and I was like, I'm about to go do this, and I literally <laughs> got up and did it. You know, did it done, yeah. Like me and my wife, it was just like a conversation, like, Yo, no, it be dope. Well, we got each other's names. Oh, yeah, let's go do it. We went and did it.
2: Yeah, that's cool, though. That's cool. I was cool, literally
1: man. sitting in the house, and I was like, Yo, I want a tattoo for my birthday. And I was like, But it's got to something that really means something. And I was like, Yo, I know exactly what I want to get. I told my wife. And she was like, you're going to get your whole back tatted. I was like, yeah. Got up, drove to the north side to the Jade Dragon. Got the tat. Took all night. I broke one of the artist's uh, guns. He had to use two guns to finish it. But hey. And the same thing with my daughter. I looked at her one day. And was like, yo. I'm getting this. So... It is what it is. Wide receivers left? Very important because we talk about the next step that Notre Dame needs to take in the passing game. And we've been talking about must-haves for Notre Dame in recruiting. In order for Notre Dame to take the next step in the passing game, we know how important the quarterback position is, including incoming freshmen, current guys, and the transfer portal. Who are your guys that must become dudes? These are the guys that must make the big plays in the biggest moments for Notre Dame. Give me this, your top three. This Jeremiah of-
2: Love. Jeremiah Love.
1: In the passing game, you're throwing him into the passing game, huh?
2: Yeah. Because okay. I believe we gotta we gotta use Jeremiah okay. Love more okay. than just getting the ball off. Okay. Chris Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to be a guy in-house, you know what I mean? I wanted to be a guy in-house. Maybe a, a Jaden Thomas or Dion Deion get
1: on speed or, you know. A, Which would be on brand. Notre Dame is notorious for guys in their senior year.
2: That's what I'm saying. The senior, senior year. Guy. And, and you know what's even cooler? Denbrock knows that. Denbrock was there with, during times. You know, he knows what a... So I think... And why it's important is because that way is, is, is throughout the room. Every part of the receiver room plays a part. Mm-hmm. And the running back room because we, so one of the running backs going to have to have some receptions. In just my opinion, in terms of being a throwing behind a line of scrimmage type of offense. Because I take Jeremiah Loving Space. I take him running up the middle. I take him one-on-one on a linebacker. You know, a Kyron Williams type. Yeah. Kyron Williams was a top three reason for the passing game in
1: 2017.
2: Mm -hmm. Or what was that? 2019. It was him, Kevin Austin,
1: and Michael Mayer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He had big moments. He had big moments in the passing game. He
2: did. Yeah, him, Kevin Austin, and Michael Mayer. That was the so it should be jeremiah i love and i and it's easy to say a tight end but man i think we have so much that we have brought in and, and so much to be expected for with denbrock and how he just had two nfl outside receive it's like come on tight end is going to be obviously that constant but at like a a three b like the you don't really have to say nothing because you know that's going to be in there you know yeah but it can't be one or two Right, that was been our problem. They've been one or two for like the last eight years. Like, <laughs> it need to be, it need to be a, a real good. Like, okay, now at Kansas City, Travis Kelsey is a one, and we get that. And tight ends have had some pro- similar production as a one in our offense. We got Tyler Eifert. We got Michael Mayer, Cole Kmet. But in my opinion, we've seen the ceiling with how far that can go with them being number one. That's all I'm saying. We know we can get them drafted. We know we can get some really good ones in. But that hasn't been a formula for a national championship team throwing the football to the tight end as their number one guy. That just hasn't been the, the thing. So if we can have a great production but as a three which forces everybody else to step their game up i think we can really do something special this year
1: i'm sorry about that you gave me something to think about because i did not think about the tight end dynamic i was thinking strictly i'm going to stick to strictly wide receivers okay and i'm going to say I need Cam Williams because I know a lot of people. I need Cam Man. Williams. No, like, no, 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 no. He's not on my list. He's not on my uh, list. Okay. But I want to explain why. Okay. It has nothing to do with his talent, right? If he, if his talent forces its way into a position to be, a then dude,
2: it he, let it happen. Rico you don't Flores, like the premature stuff. Yeah, Rico stuff.
1: Flores wasn't he? That was forced. They was forced, Rico, and forced. They forced Rico. A lot, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't want that for Cam Williams. If Cam Williams can come in and I don't know how I just muted myself. If Cam Williams can come in and do what Tobias Merriweather did this year or which, Chris Brown in 2012. Or, exactly. Or, which is what? Just be the big play, dude. in big moments. Just be a big play, dude. Big, just be a big, Brown, play dude. Yeah. big play, speed, dude. You got big foot. Why?
2: Why? You will have more impact running these posts, running these because nobody really knows yet. Exactly. Get your feet wet. Don't overcomplicate. Catch the ball. Wow, some people. And then you work your way down into the the, the option routes and all the other stuff, you know?
1: I said, Notre Dame, drop the ball on Tobias Merriweather's development. I've been upfront about that. I said, what we saw from him this year should have been his freshman year stats. Give me 14 catches, 300 yards, averaging 20 yards to catch with a couple of touchdowns. If I can get that from Cam Williams as a freshman, I'm good. I'm good because I know the next step is coming. I know he's a big play dude. That's all you want from your freshman. If you can get some big plays and moments, that's great. I don't need him to have to come in and be a dude. Right, Chris Mitchell. I need you to be a dude. You're number one on my list. You, you got yeah. You,
2: you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You have to come here and continue. He was, he was two. Production.
2: He was two of mine. I think. we both had him, right?
1: Yes. 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 Like, dude, get Chris. Oh, Collins. Amen. The moniker at Clemson is that the production. Never match the expectations. Hey, you got a clean slate here, bro. With a better quarterback, in my opinion, I understand. You had to deal with DJ Uagulele, and you had to deal with Cade Clubney. That's not a lot for you to work with as a wide receiver. My heart goes out to you, young man. My heart goes out to you. But you're at Notre Dame with a better quarterback. Yeah, And and Mike Denbrock. Let's go get it done, Bo. Let's go get it done. Hey, let's go get it done. I don't care about Clemson, right? Because at Mm -hmm. Clemson, they might have wanted you to be the next Mike Williams, put up 80 catches for like 1,200 yards. All we want is 50, maybe 40. That's it. That's all. That's it.
2: Does, Does Bo Collins have elite talent, though? That's the question.
1: Duffy we know to he elite. has elite no.
2: size.
1: Johnny Wilson is not elite. But Johnny Wilson was consistent at Florida State as a big physical oh, yeah. receiver. Yes. That's it. But I don't
2: think that Bo Collins is the physical
1: Johnny well, Wilson. he's not as big as, yeah. But they but the it, style the foot.
2: And then I also think, though, why it's important is because the talent has to be elite. Due to the fact that the ball isn't just spread around to try to see if guys are elite this year. Because we got go-tos. You see what I'm saying? And then so when your plays come <clears throat> in moments, that's where you got to be elite. We don't want to see the Clemson Bo Collins when his third down. And you may not have gotten the ball all game, but we need you to catch it this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think Chris Mitchell will get more receptions. I just think that watching him, he has a knack for the football. Or maybe that was just the relationship with his quarterback. But he has a knack to get open. And for a guy like Riley Leonard, he'll be looking at Bo Collins for the the the, the big plays, the jump balls. I can imagine the one on ones and in, in the red zone. And that's a niche position. <laughs> That's a niche thing because now you got to go in and it's not like you got all the space in the world. Maybe you got to go against bump and run because it's short distance and you got to make a one-hand tough grab. That's where the elite skills have to show because you just can't – because you coming in just being good has proven that it's just not good enough amongst a good team. You just won't ever – you would never stand out to make yourself seem like it was worth it. Brandon Joseph was a good player. He didn't stand out in the defense. And he couldn't come back because of it. <laughs> Sam Hartman didn't stand out, and we forced it, and it was it was conjecture with that. Jack, Jack Cone earned it. Because Jack Cone did things we didn't expect. He had moments, gave us way more wins than we expected in the transition year, and dealt with playing half the time. He played great in moments. Transfers have to play great in moments at Notre Dame. You were all around great player. Yeah, but at Notre Dame, the ball is only one of them. And you got guys that got the most receptions in college last year. You got guys that are coming from an elite program. You got guys that are expected to be number one quarterback in the draft next year. You got running backs that are, are three and done. You got a couple of those in the tank. Obviously, you can just close your eyes and pick a tight end in the dark room and come out with something. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. So you got to know to play your role. And you've seen how it doesn't work for some guys. Now, obviously, with Lorenzo Styles, there was a coaching thing, this, that, and the there. But he had to find his role in that position. He had to find his way in, his way to stay. Because offense changed, you know, over over that time, too. Yeah. So it can be frustrating if you can't adapt and go with the flow because Notre Dame has a lot of talent on his hands more times than not. So it's different than being a guy where you get 30 shot attempts a game. You come into a place where you get P.J. Tucker minutes. You might go 48 minutes with – 10 rebounds and zero shot attempts. Because at the end of the day, why? How do we win every year? Because it ain't just one dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's never just a one man effort in a Notre Dame win. That's why we're consistent, you know, as a as a team. What gets us over the hump is having that dude on top of that. Well, we <laughs> <think that's who. laughs> yeah. You, you got a good team because you everybody plays their part, they do their role, they got talent. You add a dude in the mix, oh, you winning championships. We have a team with a bunch of guys that are okay. Yeah, we going you know, we not worried about the schedule. But when we playing them teams and now every everything's shaped to the bottom of the jar. Okay, it's some it's some competition around. Who who gonna be that dude that's like I'm I'm here. <laughs> who gonna be our Tyran Matthew? You know our Jalen Ramsey our. Keon Coleman. So, it's a balance. I think this is where Marcus Freeman learns offense a lot more because he going to have to. Now this now the spotlight is even more concentrated on him. Because now you're getting further and further away from it just being a program you took over. Now it's your program. If you the Bowl against Oklahoma State. Okay, yeah, you did some good things, you know, but it's flash in the pan, you know. It was good to see. We know it's not your fault. This ain't all your people you want. Next year, okay, we we weaning off of what we wanted to do, weaning off of it. So, okay, you take some lumps. Now you're in year three. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> all right, now, what are we doing? Where are we going?
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: It's funny because there's a conversation going on. We're going to end this show talking about what's fair to the Notre Dame quarterback room and quarterbacks in general when it comes to wins and losses, right? Because, I mean, that's applied to quarterbacks. You lose a game, That goes on your record, bro. There is no win-loss record for a defensive end, a running back, an offensive lineman. It's only the quarterbacks that get that applied to them. We're going to end the show with that because it connects to the expectations with Riley Leonard that I think are unfair and left thinks they're on par. But, like, the conversation right now about Josh Allen is right along with that. I'm empathetic to quarterbacks and the game of football is nuanced there's a lot of things that my third guy so we can end this because I have Bo Collins third Chris Mitchell is number one number two I'm with you somebody out of the current roster has to step up
2: current roster it yeah. could
1: be great house if we were willing to bet money it would probably be on Jordan Faison right now because yeah, his Jordan Faison, yeah. mm-hmm. but somebody has to step up and you need i mean it's you. open it's open
2: that's the one thing it's Absolutely. it's definitely open and looking and taking applications
1: and Jaden Thomas could be that dude it
2: he could i mean hey it's all about the right coach that believes in you and you're at the right position on the depth chart from a year standpoint where it's put up or shut up in a lot of cases and mm-hmm. the one thing you do know is that you're gonna get a chance you a senior they're gonna have a focus on them seniors, obviously, in the beginning of the year. It's your opportunity to at least get cool with them, Brock. <laughs> Mike Brown, you know. You gotta you gotta network now.
1: <laughs> right, right.
2: You got politics with the football this year for sure.
1: So, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Can I give you now tell me what you think about this, Left. I'm just gonna say this and then you give me a, a quick synopsis and uh, I'll let you I'll let it stand yesterday FanDuel put out his Heisman odds for 2024. you ready for this okay Carson Beck is seven and a half to one mm. Quinn Ewers seven and a half to one mm. Dylan Gabriel now at Oregon is 10 to one Will Howard is 12 to one Jalen Milrow is 12 to 1. Rico Ima is 15 to 1. He hasn't taken a, well, he played in a bowl game, but he hasn't taken a regular season snap as a starter. Jackson Arnold is 18 to 1 for Oklahoma. Jackson Dart is 18 to 1 for Ole Miss. Garrett Nussmeyer, LSU, 18 to 1. Noah Pafita is 20 to 1. Really? As hot as he is on the market? I thought he should have been higher than the previous four quarterbacks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he Um, balled out this year for real. Riley Leonard is at 20 to 1.
2: Outside looking in.
1: Cam Ward is 20 to 1 and Connor Wegman is 20 to 1. What does that tell you if they had Riley Leonard at 20 to 1, even though he transferred to Notre Dame? Did you expect it to be higher? Is that about where you expected him to be?
2: I know that Notre Dame, he's at that part because of Notre Dame. So I think it's the perfect position you want to be in because you just irrelevant enough that you can build a case. Guys that are that high right now, you're supposed to be ready to go out the box. Riley Leonard can slowly build his case during the year with these nice dubs. And position himself in some wins in the later in the season, possibly when other teams arise as competition. Right? Mm-hmm. He can make the most out of it. So, twenty to one is really good, considering the fact that you're on a, a in a position where you know you can go to the stratosphere with this team. It ain't like you you have to pull all the resources together to have a good season. You got. The table's set, like we always talk about, so he has a chance to really uh, fly under the radar long enough to to pop out with some pretty impressive wins late. And then in the, I don't know if they're going to do redo when they hand out the Heisman, but if the playoffs make any difference, then that's your time to shine.
1: Jackson Arnold and Nico being that high is ridiculous.
2: Or the money talking for Nico. You know, he's been cornered in a position, cornered in a position where it's like, all right, uh, it's time to get this money well paid, like well spent, you know?
1: Man, man. Congratulations in order for JD Bertrand, who has been named the first team academic All American sports communication uh, with a GPA of 3.63. Congratulations to J.D. Bertrand, man, on his selection. First team academic All-American by the College Sports Communications. I can see, I can definitely see J.D. Bertrand doing TV after a few years because he's going to make the NFL special teams probably. He's going to probably be very impressive at the Senior Bowl. I expect him to test decently at the Pro Day and make make a NFL team probably start a few games, have a nice career in the NFL, and then transition perfectly into uh, sports media. Absolutely, if that's what he wants to do. So congratulations to J.D. Bertrand, man. Can we get into this, left? How fair is the win-loss upon the quarterback in football? How fair is the win-loss that's laid upon quarterbacks in football?
2: I mean, it's it's weighed heavily, but also it's very uh, choosy as well yeah. because we've seen guys who are one and two as prospects with damn near the same record. One gets zero talked about, and one gets criticized for it, but he actually won a Heisman. But they're talking about his season after and the win loss they were 75. well the other guy that you got locked in is number two if not one didn't do much better mm. but you don't count those as win losses because of where he's at under the radar basketball team that's a basketball school yeah so maybe the immediate attention on win losses are grateful like like we had our, our guy and Ken told you, you said, if you win consistently eight games in North Carolina, you're getting a statue. Yeah. A statue. Sam Hartman at Wake Forest might get a statue over there. But then eight, nine wins we had at Notre Dame, that don't get you no statue. That gets you criticized. Because you didn't meet the expectation of winning the three games that mattered. So it is weighed heavily depending on where you are. And I think when you are doing it, when you're not expected to do it, like a Jameis Winston go undefeated, winning championship, first year starter, all of that, winning is going to be something they can't take from you. Yeah. They can't take it from you. Okay. Now they they can't say nothing now. Right. But they don't equate. The win losses to a guy that won the Heisman this year. Jaden Daniels was 8-4 this year and won the Heisman. But you got a guy, Michael Pennings, who went 12-1 to the championship. A guy, J.J. McCarthy, went undefeated 27-1 in his career and didn't get that factored in as to why they should win the Heisman. So winning and losing matters a lot, I think, when you come to the evaluation for the league. They really look at winning and loss. Over, I think, in my opinion, anything else, because especially with certain guys, but then the game has become so rigged almost to where you get these super teams.
1: Hmm.
2: Right. Where teams like me and you can play for the same team, have the same surrounding and do the same numbers because the team is just so good. So your win and losses are almost thrown out the window because they're like, man, you played for the twenty twenty two Georgia Bulldogs, man. <laughs> My mom could have quarterbacked a great season. Like, come on, man, you. That's why you got guys like Jake Fromm. He was probably like thirty and one as a guy.
1: But see, that that's the nuance of it. You can say what you want to say about Stetson Bennett. I can go pull three moments. Remember, we talked about give me the Sam Harbin moments from this year. And we have to struggle to find the moment. Stephen Bennett easily has three moments in that season, even though he played with great talent. Yo, down 10, down 10 in the fourth quarter to Ohio State, moment. Championship game against Alabama, fourth quarter, moment. That's your job as a quarterback. Man, I forgot who said this. I think it was on NFL Live. The legendary uh, pass from Joe Montana to Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone in the NFC Championship game. Did you realize that up to that point, Joe Montana had thrown three interceptions and had lost the fumble in that game? Nobody ever talks about that. Why? All they talk about is that moment. That's right. That helped San Francisco get to that first Super Bowl. As a quarterback, man, it's unfair because your coach can make a terrible decision like Sean McDermott did on Sunday with the fake punt. Your, your wide receivers can drop passes. I don't have any empathy for Josh Allen and his wide receivers. Dude, Patrick Mahomes dealt with that the entire year. Chuck, dude, you don't get no empathy from me as a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes has had a terrible wide receiver core the entire year. Damn. When you have an opportunity to make plays, you have to make the plays. It doesn't matter what has happened before that point. When you have an opportunity to move in the pocket a little bit and hit that post, make it. When you have an opportunity to possibly hit Stefan Diggs or Kincaid on the third down to extend the drive, hit it. Those are your, you, Josh Allen. You left it up to the kicker. You could have taken the kicker, and the kicker failed. You. Totally agree. Tom Brady had Adam Vinatieri his whole, the majority of his career, Saved his butt in an, a bunch of times. Bucker for Kansas City, very solid kicker. I think he missed like one field goal this year, if I'm not mistaken, in the regular season. That's great for Patrick Mahomes to have. Great. But when you get moments, it really doesn't matter how bad you played, how bad your coach has been. Brock Purdy was awful Saturday, bro. But on that last drive, he was six for seven.
2: Put him away. Yeah. That's why moments matter over wins and losses. But usually moments that you have equate to wins and losses as well. So it's hand in hand, yet can be viewed as, it's like what they call homonyms. They sound the same, but they different. No, that's a, there and there, what's it called? <laughs> yeah, it's like there and there. Sound the same. Wins and losses and moments, sound the same.
1: Man, people gotta stop, they stop, get. stop. Y'all gotta stop, it's the same thing. Remember when I say, stop protecting Notre Dame. Notre Dame does not need protect. There is no kingdom to protect. No. Like, Just tell the truth about situations. Even if you have to have a nuanced conversation, tell the truth about the situation. That's fine. Who said Josh Allen wasn't a dude? We're not even discussing that. That's not even the discussion. We're talking about fairness to quarterbacks. And people that are critical of Josh Allen on Sunday are fair. That's it. It comes with the position, dude. You have the ball in your hand more than anybody else, which means you impact winning for your team more than anybody else. That's football. High school, college, Notre Dame, Buffalo, Kansas City, whoever. 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 The, and the unfair part is, football is not Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen didn't play one down against Patrick Mahomes. Nope. He went up against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which happens to be one of the best defenses in football. For all these arguments that are being put forth for Josh Allen, I didn't hear anybody, everybody rip Peyton Manning every time he lost the time break. Yeah. Ripped them. Ripped them. Ripped them. Nobody said, well, man, the, the Patriots defense is better than the Coach defense. Nobody ever said. that. Nobody cared, which is a nuanced part of the conversation because the Patriots defense was consistently better and had a better coach in Bill Belichick, but nobody wanted to make that excuse for Peyton Manning. Nobody. You lost Tom Brady beat you again, period, period. You can play great in a game. Carl Anthony Towns scored 61 points last night, and they lost. And he got pulled by his coach. They
2: cheated, though. They definitely cheated. They, he
1: got pulled by his coach because his coaches said he, all he was doing was chucking, and he wasn't playing defense. Mm. You have a great game and fail in the biggest moment. He failed in the biggest moment. You have to protect him. Tell the truth. He had an opportunity to win the game and he failed. Just say it. It's okay. It's a part of football. His stats were fantastic, but he failed. Brock Purdy sucked. Brock Purdy stunk it up for three and a half quarters, but when the 49ers needed him most, he came through. It's okay to just speak what it is. Stop trying to... Dude, why are people afraid to speak the truth? In situations, even if it's nuanced, speak the nuance of the situation. Hell, Dak played great, did he? Yeah,
2: good. No, nah,
1: Dak had empty calories, man. Dak, but th- how's that? That's the same as Josh Allen, empty. No, no, that's that's not. Nah, I disagree with that. I think Josh Allen had a way more efficient game than Dak Prescott had in the playoffs. Don't come telling me Dak threw for 400 when they were down 20 some points because of him. No. Nah. Why not, nah. no, nope, nope. I'm not buying that. No, but Josh Allen do for 200 rushing, 200 passing, lose. No, that's totally different. That's apples, and that's what that's the nuanced conversation. That's the fair and unfair, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a nuanced true. conversation. We're not here to say Josh Allen isn't a dude, but you know what? I can definitively, definitively say he ain't Pat Mahomes. He definitely ain't. He I don't care how much of a dude you think he is. He ain't Pat Mahomes. Period. He's not. If you want to debate between him and Joe Burrow, have at it. If you want to debate between him and Lamar Jackson, have at it. He ain't Pat Mahomes. He's not. He's just not. And that's fine. You know why Pat Mahomes has moments, far more moments, where he's shown up for his team. Because everybody going into that game was saying this is the moment Josh Allen proves that he is stepping into the next echelon. That was the entire story going into the. If he's going to beat Patrick Mahomes, this is the year he has to do it. This is Patrick Mahomes' least talented team, least talented offensive guys around him, worst offensive line he's ever had and he didn't get it done. The Buffalo Bills didn't get it done. Sean McDermott didn't get it done. Sean McDermott, if the Buffalo Bills ownership wanted to get another coach, I would have no problem because Sean McDermott screwed up the 13 seconds in Kansas City. He went for that fake punt on Sunday. Sean McDermott has proved, yo, you can win regular season. You coached your tail off to get us to this point. After being six and six, however, it's not good enough. We need more.
2: We need more.
1: We need a better coach with Josh Allen as our quarterback. They have a right to move on from him, and I think he's a good coach. This is the conversation, left. This is the conversation that's going to surround Riley Leonard moving forward in this season. How much can you really apply to him? When it comes to wins and losses for the fighting irish in 2024 because yeah. there are some unknowns offensively this is not like the second year of jared parker this is the second coming of mike dembrock in notre dame that's right but how much pressure is given to riley leonard how much blame will be given to riley leonard notre dame fans are pretty loyal because hey most a lot of them tried to protect sam hart Oh, man. In situations. But but they but went so hard, but I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why. And y'all, y'all still trying to protect Josh Allen, dude. You don't have to explain the game of football to us. You don't have to do that. It's very simple. Did Josh Allen have the ball with a chance to win the game? Did he get it done? No. That's it. Did he have a receiver wide open in the end zone? that he missed. Yes. And see, this is the this is see this is the thing, love. The God's blessed him. And he the God's blessed him up. a couple times. The God's blessed him. The last drive of that game is a microcosm of Josh Allen. Yeah. And possibly yeah. The, the next step he needs to take in his game. Yeah. Because
2: it God, comes in moments.
1: It's the same thing that happened at the end of the Philadelphia game in the second half. The pick six he threw, and the misthrow to Gabe Davis that would have won the game. Wave is wide open. Opportunities right there for you. Didn't get the job done. It has nothing to do with his greatness. Moments are afforded to you. Moments are going to be afforded to Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard's going to have to get the job
2: done.
1: That's he, it. He has to. He. he, he Fair or unfair, that is the quarterback position in football. And that is the quarterback position at Notre Dame. He's going to have to make the big play. He's going to have to make it. We can sit up here and talk about who he's surrounded by, who he isn't surrounded by. Yo, if you're a dude, let's be honest, left. If we go look at the full rosters, Deshaun Watson beat a better team in the national championship game. Alabama had a better team than Clemson. Mm. Depth wise, Clemson could match up with them at the top. But you want to talk about what was in waiting? Alabama had a better squad. They had a better squad the previous year and Deshaun almost beat them. Coker is not a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. But Coker made the biggest play late in their championship game to That's get right. Alabama. And Nick Saban made a great call on the onside kick because he knew they were having problems stopping Deshaun. That's right. That goes hand in hand. That's why it's nuance. Big games, your coach has to show up, but your quarterback has to show up in big moments. Doesn't mean that Jake Coker is a better quarterback than Deshaun doesn't mean Deshaun threw for 400 because he lost that game to Jake Coker. doesn't mean that Deshaun wasn't a dude. He just lost the game and it's a nuanced discussion, but he came back the next year against an Alabama defense that was better than the previous year that had vowed. They weren't going to let Deshaun Watson do the same thing. They were better than the previous defense of Alabama and they vowed. We're not going to let Deshaun Watson do the same thing. And Deshaun Watson came back and did the exact same thing against a better defense. He took the moment. He had the ball in his hands with a chance to win against that great Alabama defense. And he made the plays when they needed to be made. I said, name me one one player off that offensive line for for, for Clemson. And they have a great offensive line. This is why the conversation is nuanced, man. Dudes are just able to get it done. Michael Jordan, game six against Utah. Dennis Rodman acting crazy all year. Scotty Pippen can barely walk, can't give you anything. Michael Jordan got it done. He got it done. That's a great, that's a great joke, Bob. Deshaun probably did have some great massages before both of those games. That's funny. That's funny. That's that's the separator, and it's fair, man. Right? That's why Brian Kelly can be the winningest head coach in Notre Dame history and not even crack the top five of head coaches at Notre Dame. Why? Because most people question his big moments and the fact that he couldn't win one. He couldn't win a national championship. That's nice that you have all those wins, but your moment? Nah, you don't have one. You didn't come up your, with your best with your teams in the biggest games and biggest moments. That's my whole thing with Riley Leonard, man. I worry about the young man. I worry about him really understanding what he's stepping into coming from Duke and being the quarterback in Notre Dame because it's not about you now having to carry the load. It's about whether or not you can make the plays in the moment we don't need you to carry the load we need you to show up in the moments and we've seen the greats joe montana tom brady troy aikman troy aikman you look at his stats dude you already know that the run game the offensive line the receivers and that defense that jimmy johnson had you already know troy was carried to those super bowls go look at how he stepped up In the champions, look at his regular season stats and then look at his stats in the playoffs. Trey Aikman elevated his game in the moments. He elevated his game in the Super Bowls. That's yo, that's I'm sorry, that's the differentiator between guys. And that's the next step. Because what you saw in that last drive is you saw Josh Allen almost give the ball away twice on that last drive and then you saw him make great plays on that last drive so that's that's josh allen he'll make boneheaded plays and, and not take care of the football and then he'll make the spectacular play that no one else can make because of his physical talent but what he has yet to do is that moment throw right and I hear what you. I know what people are saying. They're saying, "Yo, he had that moment throw in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead with 13 seconds left." You're right. You're absolutely right. He did. But he gave Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds. I don't care what Lazy Frazier called. Frazier called. I don't care that Sean McDermott didn't squib it. Whatever the situation was that was presented to Patrick Mahomes, he figured it out and gave his team a chance to win and then finished it off in overtime. That was a moment where the odds were stacked against him tremendously and Patrick Mahomes still found a way. Those are the great ones, man. Those are the great ones. And I love Josh Allen. Would I take Josh Allen in Chicago right now? You darn right. I would ship Justin Fields to Buffalo and the first round pick this year you could have caleb and justin Fields if you're gonna send josh allen to the chicago bears i'll take him right now right now but i can be honest and say yo you played fantastic however
2: your yeah, bears gonna keep them that's what i want to know
1: are the bears gonna keep justin Fields? yeah it really doesn't matter left i think the bears believe that they're closer to winning than they actually are. And they believe that Caleb Williams is the final piece. That's what I believe. I believe they feel like, man, we get Caleb Williams. That's the final piece. Our offense is really gonna step up. Is it delusion or are they just- Absolutely it's delusion, dude, because the talent on the roster is still, they're still chasing, forget the, the conference, they're still chasing two teams in their division and Kirk Cousins might be coming back next year. Yeah. So are they even better than the Vikings? We're Kirk Cousins. That I think they're delusional. I think because they got the seven wins, they feel like, oh man, we're really close. We just get we upgrade the quarterback position and make a few tweaks. No Ed, I cannot take Dak Prescott from your Cowboys. Not at 60 mil per year. No sir. Lucky, lucky podcast. Great show today, love. That's right. Great show today, man.